Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. It's Dave here. Might help if I have my microphone down. Hey, everybody. It's Dave here. We are coming up on the two-minute warnings, two-minute, 19 seconds. Russell Wilson is pumping his fist like he's wanting to whack off. He's calling Hut Hut. He's snapped a ball. He's back in shotgun. We've got pressure. Nothing. He dumps over the middle and... The Broncos get just about to the line for a first down. You gotta be kidding me. Dave L, welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. And uh Chandler is better than Madison. Why do we mess around? Good evening. Yep, I agree. I've been yelling it all night on my group chat. That is correct. We are now at the two-minute warning. So I want to say hi to David Rinaldi who calls me Santa, and of course, Yogi, and it's time for the Roll-In. Welcome to Vikings First and Skulls, live at the two-minute warning. Next. And Dalton says we need a stop, and you cannot be more correct than that, Dalton. We need a stop like it's nobody's business. Let's see if they get it. Yes, they're showing the wild card race. We are presently in sixth position. We need to keep winning to keep up with our dear friends, the Detroit Kitties. So we cannot lose this game. We need to stop. Period. I agree with you, Dalton. I agree with you. Kevin O'Connell with a little in gruntled face, if you want to call it that. And there's the smirk man himself, Sean Payton. Too bad he can't trip over his own comm wire and hurt himself and put him in concussion protocol. 
Not that I'd wish harm on anybody, but he uh, he's a little frustrating. Chuck, welcome to the show, my friend. Yes, Skull, let's get this. Stop. Come on, JJ. We need some of your good vibes on this one. We're two minutes warning. It's first and 10. Minnesota leads 20 to 15. Denver has the ball on the Minnesota 45. They're getting ready to call snap. Ah, Wilson looks confused. He's checking off the play. Here we go. Here we go. Snaps the ball, drops back. Some a little bit of pressure, and he drops open to the wide man who gets a first down on about a 17-yard gain. You got to be kidding me. Come on, defense. I know you're tired. I know you're gassed. But you've got to keep going. Pull that little extra bit out. Oscar, why do we keep Madison in there? I have no idea. I thought Ty was doing much better tonight, but Madison had some good runs too. It's just that I think at this time of night, uh, they're gassed. They're not used to the low oxygen level of being up at the altitude bubble, and we don't get it inbounds. Damn it. Mm. Pace almost had that one. They're going to throw a bomb and pray for a P.I. Well, we'll get into the P.I. business and how it sure seems that uh, most of the calls tonight have gone against your beloved Minnesota Vikings. I have commented on that numerous, numerous times, and I have Justin in the green room to give me a break. Let's see. Todd, one more defensive stop. Come on there, guys. Yes, we could hopefully do that. Switch into the second screen. I'm going to bring in Justin the man. As soon as I move this over, select his camera, and there we go. Justin, is this not frustrating or what? Frustrating doesn't begin to describe this. How's the sound, by the way? I'm using earbuds today. How's the sound? Sufficient. Yeah, frustrating to say the least. Um, I get it. You're playing with your four-string quarterback. But Kevin O'Connell, why in the hell you are giving almost twice as many carries to Alexander Madison, to Ty Chandler? And frankly, one of it was 18 to 10 when I last looked. And it's really 18 to 9 because one of those was that special teams play. So right. it's basically 2 to 1. And it's 2 to run the wrong way. Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't get go. it. All right, second and four. Wilson lines up. He's back in the shotgun, waiting on a snap. Running back runs around. Snap. He drops back. We're sending four rushers. Get pressure. He moves out, throws it away. Third and four. Minute 15 left. Well, it didn't look like a whole lot of time came off that clock. Yeah, it was one fifteen. Did they even roll the clock? I didn't look like it. <laughs> no, it was yeah, it was it was one twenty one. So that took six seconds. Hey, right. Jonathan, if we What's lose, up, Jonathan? On us. oh yeah, you got that. And the refs aren't giving oh. us any favors either. Yeah, without a doubt. <clears throat> no question. Yes. Dalton turnovers were a huge issue tonight. I don't know if it's sweaty butts or what it was, but it was a huge issue. Yeah, a couple bad snaps. Uh, mm-hmm. And we got a rush. Nothing, dumps off, gets the first down, out of bounds, stops the clock, minute nine, first and ten, Denver. 
Vikings lead by five, just to remind you. They have to go for seven. Yes, David, this is brutal. It's hard on us all. We need to turn over something terrible right now. And it's unfortunate that Ivan Pace caused a fumble right on the sidelines and it rolled out of, out of bounds. I mean, if that was just two yards further inland, the Vikings had two guys to pounce on it. But That's such right. is life. Such is life. Sorry for uh, the lighting out here in my uh, living room. That'll <laughs> but, work. Anyway. Snap back. Wilson drops back. He's got five pressure. He's under pressure. Heaves it up in the corner. Caught for a touchdown by something. Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Who's? Well, that's what <sighs> that you get. That looked like a prayer ball. It, Broncos who's are five? Up twenty-one to twenty. They should go for three if they're or go for two if they're smart. They will. Who's number five? Is that Makai Blackman? Yeah, that's Blackman. He's given up a couple. He's just, he's just standing there. It's like, dude. I'll say again: when you cannot get to the ball to knock it down, and the receiver is that close to the end line, just. Mm-hmm undercut him and force him out. It's been, what, 15 years since we've had the force-out rule? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just standing there. I don't know about anyway. that one, but it's been a long time. Yes. Well, it was <clears throat> uh, just <clears throat> frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. Yes, Chuck, I agree with you. Oh, that's a terrible defensive play. I'm sorry, I can't see the chats. Again, that's terrible by mm-hmm. Nakai Blackman. He just stood yeah. there and waited. And Metellus watched it, too. Well, Metellus was three or four yards away. I I don't know what kind of coverage they were running there, if I'm being honest. But having said all that, you got over a minute on the clock and all three timeouts. You're going to be at worst down three. Yeah, Makai Blackman, just stand there and grit your teeth. But anyway, so it's not the end of the world. It's not like they scored with 30 seconds left. You can still get into field goal range to tie this up, and we'll see. You know, We'll see. Denver just took a timeout. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Oi. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Amazingly enough, you are ahead Relax, of me. guys. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> they yeah. don't have any money on it. And they run it to the outside. It's stuffed. No good. All right. So, see, we just need a field goal to win. Oh, yep. that's a – oh, that – Great play by the defense there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, again, Excellent. minute three, three timeouts, and you got oh, a mobile okay. quarterback who can scramble. This it ain't over yet. This ain't over yet. No, it's not over yet. But to your point, yes, the fact that we are even in this position where we had myriad opportunities to Break have far more open. points. In, yeah, far more points on the board. Oh, no, that was not this game. That was last game. Never mind. What? Saw a foot that I thought was out, and I was like, wait a minute, that's not our game. No, uh, last week. Chuck says it's past or not time. Chuck, I hope you are 100% correct. And this is one of those moments where, you know, things haven't gone right. You've turned the ball over too many times, to say the least, where sometimes winning a game ugly through adversity, you know, can build character. And at the end of it, again, it's not over. It's not over. No, we still have a minute. We'd love to have Justin Jefferson right left. about now. <laughs> We'd love to have JJ right now. Well, you, you saw his explanation for not playing. No, I didn't see that. What happened? Uh, they'd asked him about it, and he says he's not 
he's not quite a hundred percent, nor is he built up to have the stamina to go a full game. Yep, Dalton field goal wins, but we've got to get from the twenty-five into field goal range. Mind you, they're in Denver, so you could probably, uh, you could pro- well, again, we're and, talking about Greg Joseph, <laughs> and you can add ten. Yes, yeah. You've got to get at least their side of the field. Minimum. Right. I mean, you get you get to the 35, that makes it 52, but realistically, again, with the thin air. But all right, here we go. Let's do this, boys. First one's caught. No, is dropped. Hawkinson. Seriously? I don't know if it was caught or dropped. Looked like he caught no, it. Was dropped. No, it was knocked out of his hands. Incomplete. First play. Took five seconds. Boy, we know whose side the clock operator's on. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> and again, you only need to get you only need to get about well 30 yards 30 to get yards. you to 45. Yeah. All right. You just need a couple first Stand downs back. here. You don't need to Dobbs panic. flips it over to a wide open Jordan Addison. He's a yard short of the Line of gain, but he did step out of bounds to stop the clock with 54 seconds left. Minnesota still has all three of their timeouts. Denver has one left. Let's see how this goes. Clifford, yes, this most likely will come down to Greg DeLeg. If we can get (laughs) close enough. We'll find out. They're lining up. Reisner's looking around, gets the information. Yep. Snap. Dobbs looking around, gets a little bit of pressure, is trying to squirt out, make something happen. Still nothing happening. He's running for his life to the left. He gets the first down. However, the clock's still running. We need to call timeout. We got three of them. Kill the clock. All right. The clock did stop. Somebody called timeout. 42 seconds left. Fresh set of downs. Oh, don't you do this bullshit. He was sh- No. Oh, they're going to say short. Son of a biscuit. Yeah, he's short by about he half was. a yard. Foot, maybe. Ah. He's down right there. Yeah, he's about a half yard short. And this is ridiculous. How many times has this happened? That's twice. It's right there where his calf hit the ground. Boy. That's actually a heck of a defensive play because he was holding his arm back, not letting him extend. But what's unfortunate about this is that even if they do pick up this first down here on a tush push or something, that that is going to cost mm-hmm. another timeout. It's fourth so and just, Yeah. Well, first you worry down. about that later. Yep. He got the first down. QB sneak. It wasn't even a push on that time. It was just a straight sneak. All right, go, go, go. Let's go, let's go. Get up, get up. They, they called a second timeout. Oh, did they? Minnesota. Okay. Clock stop at 41 seconds. Well, that's kind of my point. Those last two plays took two timeouts, and now you're mm-hmm. back in desperation mode. But, again, you need one or two more first downs to have a shot. Now, come on. What's everybody thinking so far? Heart attack game? Do you like this? Chuck is like, ah. Well, we knew this was going to be a tough game. We knew that it was going to be a tough game. 
ultimately, when it's all said and done, this tough. Well, that's true. All right, they're lined up on the thirty-six. Dobbs gets the ball, drops back. He has plenty of time. Hits Hawkinson, but it's knocked out of his hands again. Thirty-six seconds left. Second and having said that. Even if he catches it, it's five yards and the clock's running. So yeah. you, you've got to be closer to the sidelines to be able to step out of bounds and not be catching it and getting tackled in bounds at this point. Or you just got to go 15 yards down the middle of the field. Oh, pow. Mm. <laughs> um, Dobbs was just chucking the ball up rather than run. Yeah, who knows? Could be. Clifford, always a heart attack game. Second. Oh, no. Dobbs running around, scared. Oh, almost sacked. He heaves it up. Nobody over there. It's throw away. Oh. Can we get, please get in field goal range? That's the goal. Third and 10. 28 seconds left. Vikings need a first down. They need to get to approximately the 46, 47-yard line to get that. Dobbs was lucky he didn't get sacked on that one. He's been strong when he's gotten hit. Mm. Attempted tackles tonight. I gotta give him that. He stands in there. Yeah. Takes it. That first touchdown was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Vaughn defense let us down. I don't know so much that they let us down. I just the defense is the only reason we're in this game. Five field goals and one touchdown? Come on. Yeah, it's a three turn. I have to disagree with oh, you there, no. boss. He's under pressure again, flips it out. That's gonna be intentional grounding. Just you wait. No, that's not a forward pass. Or not a lateral. Quit your BS in Denver. Fourth and ten. I'm surprised I didn't call that. Yeah, there's the flag. They'll call it intentional grounding. It'll be fourth and twenty. Or from wherever the spot was. However, they do this one. Ah, oh, frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. Okay. I don't have the volume on, so I can't tell you exactly what they're saying, but I believe it's intentional grounding. Uh, Vaughn, it's the three turnovers. It's not the defense. The defense is gassed. I can tell you by going to Colorado, um, even if you're in good shape, if you're not used to dealing with the low oxygen level that it is at that height, you have a hard time. And by this time in the game, they're sucking wind. Yeah, again, the defense, 21 points. When How many turnovers have we had? Two or three? Well, the question is, is that a pass or is that a sack? We've had three. Three turnovers. We've had we've had more than that. There's there's been a total of four, but we've lost two fumbles and and one interception, yeah. One interception. So it'd be All right, so they gotta five. get to the forty six, fourth and twenty five. Yeah. All right. Hail Mary time here. Oh, maybe get a pass interference, maybe. <sighs> And that's it. Your Vikings go down. Final score will be 21 to 20. All Denver has to do is come in in the victory formation, and that is it. But, hey, the Vikings covered the two and a half if you partake in such things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to go to the studio. I got a few minutes for you. I'll get you a few. So I'll be back. All right. All right. See you when we get back. All right, everybody. That is it. The Vikings have not won their sixth consecutive game in a row. They lost on this one 
Jonathan, that Madison fumble and field goal range killed us. Yes, that was one of them. Like I said, they had four fumbles today, lost two of those, plus the interception. That is just unbelievable. Yeah, Clifford, the game's over. We've lost. Um, Unfortunately, it's not officially over. We've got 16 seconds, but they just kneeled down and it's going to run out and it's over. Vikings do not win their sixth consecutive in a row and they drop a game. And now that makes us all the more angry that Chicago didn't pull out that win against the Kitties today. Boy, did they blow that one. At least we, we did. At least we did. We lost. Honest. We didn't blow it. We didn't have a 14 point lead with a little over two minutes left and blow it like Chicago did. But hey, that happens. That happens. That happens. Unfortunately, hey, they can learn from this. We have Chicago next week on Monday night. So let's see if they can recoup. It'll be at home in, in U.S. Bank Stadium. Final score again is Denver 21, Vikings 20. Uh, Brian, the conservative play calling, yes, there was an issue with that. It was either too fancy. There's a few calls that were just too fancy. And uh, I can think of the first one where um, TJ Hawkinson took the snap and pitched it back. I thought that was. And that hit should have been called because that was spearing. That was launching the dude left his feet, launched, and led with his head, hitting the head, that, and he'll get fined for that, or he better get fined for that, the NFL. And he's known for that, so it's interesting. Uh, Liam, yes, KOC's commitment to Madison is mind-boggling. I don't see why. Now, Madison had a decent game. Let's look at it. He had 18 carries for 81 yards, 4.5 total, because he had a few good runs, and that added up to it. And it didn't, you know, the minus ones and minus twos, though untimely, didn't hit his average that badly. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. I'm going to bring Justin back in here in just a second. But, ah, it was... I find these games frustrating, and I know all you do, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Ty Chandler had 10 carries for 73 yards. That's easy math. That's 7.3 yards per carry. Why, Madison still carrying the ball with that? I don't know. Uh, Derek, KLC's coward. Sometimes, sometimes not. I Outcoached Patrick. Possibly. I mean, you're going against Sean Payton. Sean Payton most likely will be a Hall of Fame coach. Yes, unfortunately. And and he's been in the league, what, 20-plus years? Whereas KOC is just in his second year as a head coach? Mm -hmm. Give him a little bit of grace on that one, but that's me. I mean, everybody can have their own opinion. Uh, We should have kept pressure on passes more, yes, especially in the red zone. I agree. They they kept flipping it, you know, blitz, not blitz, blitz, not blitz. And it was interesting how that was played. Uh, Scott, they played way too conservative of the game. Chandler ran the ball way better than Madison. Yes, 100% correct. Dobbs, who is the best, who is the rest of the league he knew he is inaccurate. Yes, but, you know, you got to remember, he came on. Some of accuracy comes with working with your guys through OTAs and training camp and all of that. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, again, we have to take this into context, as Tyler always says. This dude's been here for less than three weeks, mm-hmm. and he came off the bench and won a game. One last week, uh, and frankly, you know, it's three turnovers and you lose by one point. Your defense did enough to win. Again, five field goals and one touchdown. That's enough to win. 21 points. That's enough to win. Um, it's unfortunate. But you know what? Even when we were going through the offseason, this is a game that we had marked down as a game we could possibly lose because of Sunday Night Football, going to Denver, and all those other things. So mm-hmm. we have to keep that in mind is to say, hey, from from where we've been, you know, and, and here's the thing, too. We're now six and five. So we've got six games left. We have four in conference seeds. Right. We got four in conference games and we've got two AFC games left. If we're going to lose one, this is one to lose because it's an AFC team, you know? So you never like losing, particularly in a game that was that close. You'd love to pull out the victory. But is it the worst loss? No, not really. All things considered. Doesn't make the pill any. Any doesn't make it any better to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Freddie, I feel you on your broken remote. Understand that. Eddie, head coach, lost the game. I don't know if it was him. That you can't can't blame the head coach on fumbles. And we had right. a ton of those. That's uh Ty Chandler, every play was positive. Every every play except for I think one that I saw of his were positive. He had one minus one one um that I saw. Terrible refs, yes, I agree. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, I don't agree with Justin can attest to that. He's my chat group, and I was bitching about that all day. Um, <laughs> the lack of flags. I mean, on the, I on hate Denver when they were. Obvious. I hate putting games on officials, but this that very first fumble. I mean, mm-hmm. that should have been a flag. I mean, even the official guy in the booth said, "Hey, that should have been a flag." Um, I don't know. To me, you played. You played kind of not to lose again because, and it's something that Darren said in the group chat. It's like, I think KOC might be a touch gun shy now because of the bad things that have happened and you can't play scared right. because if you play scared money, don't make money as they say. Yeah, um, that's true. But to the, uh, I forget who said it earlier about KOC being out coached. Yeah, he probably was. Now, as you said, is it really all that surprising when you're talking about a potential Hall of Fame coach against a second year coach? No, not really. But again, I, I almost don't even want to go down this road because we've gone down it for about three, four weeks. Why in the heck Alexander Madison is getting more touches than Ty Chandler or at the time Cam Akers or whoever the hell else is beyond me? I don't know if Alexander Madison has pictures of KOC in a compromising position. <laughs> He's blackmailing him and saying, no, you're going to still give me the damn ball. I don't know. And I say that firmly with my tongue in cheek, but I, I don't get it. It, it, it would seem it, to me, this reminds me, this reminds me of last year when you pull off that uh, miraculous victory against the bills and then mm-hmm. you come home and you lay an absolute egg against the Cowboys. And we all said, maybe it's time for Ed Donashell to go. Well, you had the Thanksgiving Day game four days later, so you're not going to make a move at that point. And then they came out and won that game. But, you know, the one weakness I see with O'Connell as a head coach is that at times he's a little too loyal. And at times it's like, okay, there's an obvious move to be made here and you don't want to make it. Why? I don't know. I don't know why that is, but it's like last year you should have taken play calls away from Donashell defensively or fired him. And right now it's kind of the same thing with Alexander Madison. Why? why you're trying to make him a bell cow. And don't get me wrong. Alexander had some good runs today, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying 
Ty Chandler had some great runs today, and he should be the featured back. Period. End of discussion on that point. Well, like I said, Madison had 18 for 81 versus 10 for 73. And those 73, there's a bigger run rate, uh, win rate. Josh had 8 for 21. Most of those are scrambles, only a 2.6. He did get the touchdown. That was a good scramble on his part. Uh, Sarah almost died earlier tonight. Her car... Oh my gosh. Mm. I'm assuming that's weather and you weren't doing those intentionally. So, you know, so I was just going to say shout out to Sarah for being in the building. I ain't seen you for a minute, but that's like scary. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad you're okay, uh, obviously, to say the least. Um, well, four 360s, if you're out in the middle of nowhere on an empty parking lot, it's fun. But if you're going down I-94 and start doing 360s, yeah. It's scary. It causes your heart to go, oh. Um, No kidding. Or if uh, downtown, we've done that. I've been with my daughter's truck and it got icy in Virginia, and suddenly she starts going through an intersection. Mm -hmm. It's just like, ah. Um, And I agree with Dalton there. The play calling in the red zone has been a problem all year, whether it's Kirk Cousins, Josh Dobbs, Joe Bag of Donuts. It needs to. uh, I don't understand. We move the ball between the 20s extremely well. We're one of those teams where when you've got a defense that has to defend more than 30 yards, we're good against them. You know what I'm saying? But once you get in that red zone, well, all of a sudden the defense doesn't have to defend the whole field because you're closer to the goal line and the end zone is only 10 yards. So if you're at the 10, you're only defending 20 yards worth of field. And it just seems that, and, and it's been a staple definitely all this year and at times last year too. Um, that what is going on with these red zone plays? I don't understand. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're on 30. Okay. I know where that is there. Well, I'm glad you're all right. In all seriousness, we, yeah, can, we all are. Gee. But, um, but yes, that, that needs to improve. Now, somebody had, uh, had complained about TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson was your leading receiver tonight. He had four receptions for 55 yards. And then average is 13.8. Second behind him was Josh Oliver with four receptions for 47 I yards. Didn't, I didn't. Yep. And then came J.A., Jordan Addison, three for 44. He would have had more if that first one wouldn't have been called back on a penalty. And right. some, and at least another one, would have, if he would have been led instead of the ball thrown slightly behind him. Um, then we came Chandler Powell. KJ and Alexander Madison. And now we're going to three purse. 
and I'm going to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, who I saw on a different show today on Wagering. Mm-hmm. Today, Mr. Tyler Fornis. What up, Ty? Uh, that was fun. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a great I don't ending. Know if I but, call it fun. Um, <laughs> if you like defense, this was a fantastic football game to watch. And I. I want to give a lot of credit to Vance Joseph. Joseph has been really um, maligned for a lot of his tenure as a defensive coordinator, especially his time at the end with the Arizona Cardinals. And he's the hiring of him by Sean Payton was really kind of laughed at by a lot of analysts. Mm -hmm. That defense played extremely well tonight. And especially how they pressured Josh Dobbs. They knew that if, that he was going to stay in the pocket. They knew he was going to try and beat you with his arm. But when he escapes, he doesn't often escape forward. He escapes by spinning around and going around the tackle. So they had really good contain as well. And by having that contain, it makes it easier for the edge rushers to be able to get two Dobbs. And they, that was the reason that the Broncos won tonight. I'm, I'm not concerned about Kevin O'Connell overall as a play caller. But the dichotomy of the first half to the second half, then the adjustments that the last two weeks teams have made against this offense is O'Connell struggling to make a set adjustments to counter. And that's something that I'm, I'm going to be having a key keen eye on here moving forward because the Broncos outside of that, that one drive where the Vikings end up scoring that touchdown, they really had our number. And if the Vikings weren't getting at rushes for positive yards early on in the drive, they were really able to stifle the passing game. And they kept going back to well with that uh, out route to TJ Hawkinson and Simmons was just dialed up all over it. But it's some of those little things that are just, it's, it's tough right now. And I'm not quite sure where we go from here. Uh, We have one more game before the bye week, but tough loss because the defense played fantastic and really uh, like you get beat by a Cortland Sutton jump ball. The dude is like a power forward. Like that that's what he is. And uh, uh, one of my friends, Alex Katz, who writes for Chargers wire, uh, great human being. He called him the Sean Kemp of the NFL. And I thought that was a very apt description. Um, Tough loss, really good football game. Vikings found a way to cover the spread. And if you bet the over on this game, you were disappointed because the over was 42. And there were 41 oh. points scored. Point conversion made a difference here. Oh. Like, just tough, but there were positives to take out of this game. And I, I think sometimes it's it's good to lose. Um, it's not you don't want to lose, but sometimes you can learn more from a loss than you do pulling out a close win. And I think the Vikings are going to be able to look back at the film and be able to figure out a lot on how to improve this football team. Well, to your point about where they go from here, it, it leaves them wanting, needing Justin Jefferson back. And to Dave's point about him saying, you know, he didn't quite feel right. And, you know, he probably would have been winded that he's not in total game shape, particularly out in Denver. You know, I hadn't heard that, but to me, it's you need JJ back on this field because 
you had the element of surprise in Atlanta and to a certain extent last week. But as you said, Denver figured out how to contain Dobbs and not let him do some of the things that he had been doing in the first two games that he's played in. And getting Justin Jefferson back theoretically would open up a lot of things. But, you know, it just kind of is what it is. And that's a line that I've used. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. And sometimes when you lose, you really win. It's about, you know, can you learn from your mistakes? And I think what we've learned at this point is that, you know, Josh Dobbs is who he is, and he made a great play on that touchdown to Josh Oliver. I mean, he was Houdini-like there. But <clears throat> like you said, if we don't have a, a run game to start off drives, they don't go anywhere. Yeah, it was it was tough because some of like the easy pitch and catch stuff that we've become really accustomed to the Vikings being able to hit, it wasn't there tonight. And I, I don't really have a great answer for that uh, without well, being able to kind Denver's of secondary is a very good secondary. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, you obviously have Justin Simmons, who's really good. You have Patrick Sertan, who's really good, uh, arguably a top five corner in the league. And Outside Quinlan. of that, it it's fine. It's not great, it, and it can be exploitable, but it's not, it's not just the secondary. It's and sometimes quick game, like in, against certain coverages, it, it doesn't even matter and. Like you can still beat some of these great players, and it's not like, it, it like it's not like Sertan was this elite cover guy all game. He had a couple nice plays, and it, there were I felt like there were opportunities, and they weren't hit. Um, I referenced uh, Josh Dobbs' ball placement against the Falcons and against the Saints being a problem, and I thought some of that could be remedied with time because then you start to build chemistry. There are multiple plays where ball placement cost the Vikings catches and yards tonight. And that those are things that I, I think with Kirk Cousins, they weren't an issue where Cousins would have the ball in the right spot. To Most in of those the time. There was some time he was off. Dave, Dave, I'm talking it overall. All right. So Cousins would be able to thread the ball. Like uh, Pat Sertan had a pass breakup on a Jordan Addison dig route. That ball was thrown about three feet behind where it should have been. And that's the only reason why Sertan was able to break it up. Cousins is going to have that ball in stride instead of where Addison has to reach back like this. And mm. sometimes like football is a game of inches and those inches matter. The Vikings mm. defense were 0 four to start the game in the red zone. The only touchdown they allowed was the, that one to Cortland Sutton at the end of the game. You, you can't keep putting the defense in these positions. They can't keep bailing you out. These turnovers are killer. And I think the Vikings need to go back to the drawing board and they like, I think, I don't think the Dobbs honeymoon is over per se, but like you saw a Josh Dobbs football game. He's a good, not great quarterback that can thrive with the right circumstances. But when those circumstances break down, what's Josh Dobbs going to be able to do? And I'm not trying to be this negative Nancy or anything, but Dobbs wasn't able to overcome. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the difference between what we think Josh Dobbs can be versus what Josh Dobbs really is. And I still think that there's uh, a good ceiling on this season and we can still have a hell of a lot of fun. And I think Dobbs can definitely play better than this and he will play better than this. But I think this shows you kind of where the Vikings are at a quarterback. It's he's fine, but he's not great. And I don't think he ever will be. Hmm. Well, that's a point that I've made on my time. Yeah. 
And that's the point that I had made when people was like, hey, look at that scramble that Dobbs have. Kirk wouldn't have had the ability to do that. I'm like, yeah, but Kirk also might have seen an open receiver and gotten the ball out quicker, too. So mm-hmm. let's be fair about it. You know, as much as we've all had our opinions on Kirk, it's like, OK, we we got to we can't play both sides of that coin. But, you know, to me, it, 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 there's no you never want to lose, like you said, Tyler. But if you're going to lose a game. This is one of them to lose. You had seven games left going into the game tonight. Mm-hmm. Four are in conference and three were out of conference. So losing to an AFC team is not the worst loss that you can take because um, you still got a game against Chicago, a game against Green Bay. You got your two against Detroit. And then uh, who's the other one that we have? No, I think that's it. Yeah, those are the four conference games left. With So they're all division games. So you can still make hey, you're, you're still in the playoffs. You win those four conference games and maybe you get one other game. You're in good shape. It's just disappointing. That's that's the word of the night is disappointing is you had an opportunity to really put, you know, your hands around the throat of getting in very good position to, you know, get into the playoffs. But, you know, hopefully we can get Justin Jefferson back next week. Uh, get him out there and see where the offense can go from there. But I agree. I don't know what's going on in KOC's head with the running back rotation. I I'd actually like your opinion on that, Tyler. And I also don't get why he seems to clamor up in the second half. But what do you think about the the carries distribution between uh, Madison and Ty Chandler? I didn't really have any issue with it, uh, per se. And sometimes it's really hard to understand some of the little nuances with running backs until you look at the all 22 view, which is why on my show, I I say, Hey, go get NFL plus and watch the all 22 because you will find yourself to be a more educated football fan. And you and I may still disagree at the end of the day, but you will have formed your opinion with the most information that you can get. And to me, that's really important here. You want to have the most information that you can have. And that's where the all 22 comes in. Madison is able to, see things better in zone runs. The explosive runs that we're seeing from Ty Chandler are great, but they're gap runs. So the difference between gap and zone runs zone is you're going to have like six different potential holes. You have to find it in real time. And if you can find it in real time, you can exploit it big time. And that's where like the cleverness of the scheme comes in In gap runs Chandler follow Reisner into the a gap right of Garrett Bradbury, follow it, hit it, go. And that's where he's finding the most success, but he's struggling to be able to find them in zone. And that, and you see all the little nuances that Madison can do. Yeah. Madison isn't great. He's not this over the top guy, but I understand why he's getting more reps. I would like to see Chandler get more reps because especially in zone, you can improve some of that vision, especially considering like, I think he's technically older than Madison, but as far as NFL experience, he's younger. Like, Get him some reps, get him in the game and let him run the football and be able to kind of figure some of that out on the fly. You can utilize him in gap runs and hey, outside of that, uh, that fake field goal, he ran for almost 50 yards tonight. He was, he was pretty decent, but sometimes those little things matter and they add up. And that's why Madison's getting more of the touches. Um, I'm, I'm really just intrigued to see what KOC had dialed up in the second half. And that's where the all 22 comes in again, because sometimes you have the right play called. And the offensive line just gets blown up and there's nothing Mm. you can do about it. And like against the Cowboys last year, the 40 to three loss, there were multiple instances where the Vikings had perfect play calls, wide open receivers. Cousins couldn't do anything because the offensive line was letting pressure get to him in like two seconds. So 
I don't, I'm not going to speak with any kind of real conviction, but it feels like the vibes are telling me that Kevin O'Connell is getting out adjusted in the second half. And that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. There's folks saying there wasn't a deep pass. I remember one to Addison that got called back because of a penalty that was pretty deep. It was like 10, 15 yards, I think. Well, I was thinking it was more like 25. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to call deep routes when the offensive line is struggling against these pressure packages mm-hmm. and these fronts and how they're stunting. Vance Joseph beat the offensive line tonight, and that's the whole reason that the Broncos won the yeah, game. Yeah, we saw Darisaw get beat, or I did. Saw him get beat straight up. So that's an interesting one and something that I had mentioned a couple weeks ago. One of the things with Kirk Cousins, he had this drop point where whatever drop he was using, he would finish at the exact same spot. He was kind of robotic that way. And we made fun of him for being robotic, but sometimes it was great. One thing Darisaw would do is he knew the point and he would push edge rushers around that point. Well, you can't do that the same with Dobbs because Dobbs will try and escape the pocket. And sometimes he'll escape right into pressure. Right. But he was beat before that. But there were a couple times where I saw that, and it's like, right, you're gonna have that, to change your strategy, Darisaw. That I can understand, but no, on the, the one I'm remembering, he was beat way before that, and it's and it's it happens even to the best of them. It happens sometimes. You you get beat. The whole idea is not to lose as long as possible, but there are going to be reps even against the best defensive ends defenders that you ever once in a while are going to get beat. It happens. Yeah. And that you just got to suck it up and go to the next play and win the next rep. And you got to look at it this that way. And you got to, you know, just like, you know, a quarterback throwing a bad ball, you got to flush it and go to the next play. It is. And yep. that's what they need to do to this game is watch it, <laughs> learn from the mistakes, then flush it and go on to Chicago. Yeah, you Chicago get the Bears at home next week, Monday night football, going into the bye, seven and five. You're in a, you're in good shape. And all things considered, with losing cousins and losing Jefferson for as many games as you have, you take that. Mm-hmm. But right now it's a little too like seriously, how do we we let them off the hook? You know, kind of like the Bears let the Lions off the hook. You know, it's, it's ah, had them. They had them. But yeah, defensively. You can't say anything bad about the defense. Yeah, they gave up one at the end because they've been on the field bailing you out, holding them to five field goals. I, I, I'm sorry. this You can't put much on the defense. You can say a couple of play calls here or there where they're only rushing three where once in a while maybe you should have rushed a couple more and changed that up. Okay, maybe, sure. But by and large, defense kept you in this game. Mm-hmm. Corey talks about the thin air in Denver, and I've referenced it too. That he goes hunting and that and and even in shape, it's a he's hurting. Um, I told the story when I went to NCO Academy down in Colorado Springs. They had us on the first day do eighteen inch step ups on a platform, up down, up down, up down, up down, up down. They hooked up a monitor to us and they measured our VO two max, how efficiently we're exchanging oxygen into our blood, and everybody was dying. We'd hit the two-minute point, and you were dying. It was mm-hmm. like, 
you could barely breathe, and it and it was horrible. But within two weeks, you adjusted, and you got better at it. But football teams don't have two weeks. They flew out yesterday. So, and I'm sure they were hurting, by, especially by the end of the game, the fourth quarter. They were hurting because you're not used to going all out and then, and you're trying to suck air and you're not getting it in. If you're lucky, you go to the sidelines and, you know, the whole oxygen mask. And, but even that's not quite as sufficient because your body's not used to exchanging the oxygen, the different levels of oxygen. But, and yes, this one hurts, Amanda, and hopefully they'll be ready for Chicago. I agree. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna see the transcript here shortly. Um, Kevin O'Connell apparently just said at the podium, "We've learned this lesson before," and I don't know what that means, and I don't know what it's referencing, but it's on its own, it's an intriguing quote. So you don't want to make the same mistake twice. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> if you've learned the lesson before, apparently you haven't learned it. You can say. We've been given this lesson before, but I don't know if you can say you've learned from this lesson before, but semantics. <laughs> but if you it's, it's it. grammatically incorrect to say we've learned this lesson before if you just lost. But I digress. Uh-huh. Hey. Dan, not every well, quarterback boys. goes undefeated, my friend. True. And again, it's not like we were gonna run the table and end up thirteen and four again, you know. It, that would have been sweet. It would have been sweet. Well, yes, you still have a chance to go twelve and five. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Listen, I got to run, gentlemen. Optimism, uh, ladies and gentlemen, hit that like button. Wipe your feet at the door if you didn't hit the like button on the way in. Tune in to Vikings First and Skull tomorrow night for the real Forno show, and on Purple and Gold for days for Skull for days at eight fifteen Central Time. Gentlemen, it is always fun to sit in with you. You all have a great rest of your evening. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Mm-hmm. You as well. Yep. We will catch you later, Justin. Tyler, um, what have you got going tomorrow night? We're going to talk about this game. We're going to talk about some of the nuances. We're going to talk about um, some of the play calling. Um, and we're going to talk about just the... It, look, it's, frust- it's frustrating to lose, but we lost to a good football team that's surging, that's playing really good defense, and how are the Vikings going to adjust to how the uh, Broncos were able to pressure the Vikings tonight? Cause I think that's going to be the story moving forward because now there's a real blueprint of how do you attack Josh Dobbs in this offense to be able to slow down the Vikings. And this, it's going to be really interesting to see how they do that. Uh, I think having Justin Jefferson back changes a lot for this team, obviously. Um, I think it was a relative anomaly that the Vikings were able to be this consistent without him. Because eventually that they were just going to be able to shut guys down, shut guys like TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison. And neither one of those guys really had a big game. Hawkinson had a couple nice plays. I think Addison only had one or two catches tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Three that counted four total. Like they just Hawkinson was a little bit more of a factor. Addison was a non-factor. Osborne was a non-factor. Like, having Jefferson back with the context of what this offense is will change a lot for how protections um, work in the, in the back end and it will change how they pressure Dobbs because they're going to have guys like Jefferson who are able to get open like crazy. 
So it's going to be intriguing to see how things adapt with Jefferson. And I think that's really important here to try and figure out um, things. And Amanda asked if uh, this will push Jefferson back. I think, and they kind of reference this on the broadcast. I think if Jefferson was good to go, they were going to play him if they lost, but they kind of alluded to maybe we can push it back if, if we won. Um, but I, I would guess if he's ready, he's going to play and it's Jefferson. He's the, the kind of guy who wants to play football. So I don't think it's going to be one of those situations where they're just going to hold him out for no reason. Um, I, I would expect him to play, but we'll see. They've been extra cautious and I, I would assume that they're going to do the same again. Okay. Well, that's at six o'clock tomorrow night on this channel, Vikings first and skull. The real Forno show. You and I will have the grades by then. I don't think the all twenty two probably won't be out till Tuesday, right? The what? All twenty two. Um, not out till Tuesday. I've been getting it Mondays, so maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's late. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll be able to fully dissect it, but well. We'll have something tomorrow, and then we'll also have something on uh, Wednesday. Um, it may not be a live show just because of the nature of the holiday, but we'll have a show for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we'll have shows all week. I'll be recording the NFC North one as normal. That should be an interesting one. And this next week, week 12, will be a black on blue, blue on blue. Um, weekend because we play the Bears and the uh, Kitties play the Packers. So it should be an interesting one. However, one plays it on Thursday and we play it on Monday. So it's, we're bookends on mm-hmm. this on the weekend, but it's going to be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. With that, what do we say, my friend? Skull Vikings. Everybody get a good night's sleep. You know, enjoy what you can from this game, and then let's move on. Skull Vikings. Thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and share this episode with your friends and even your enemies. We'd love it. Thanks for watching Vikings First and Skull. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Skull. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Vikings First in Skull and Fans First Sports Network.
Production.